I mean, when I was growing up, you couldn't even laugh at church. You got a, you got a whipping. So I gotta have some fun. <laughs> right? What's that? This you go. We'll see if you laugh when you get home. <laughs> All right. All right. Here we go. Mike is on. Ready? My girlfriend is next to me. Yeah. She's doing good. Amen. <laughs> Power prayer, hallelujah. <laughs> Our Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, Lord, we thank you for this day, dear Jesus. Thank you, dear Lord, for the saints that are in the house, dear Lord. Thank you, dear Lord, for those that desire to, to be here but could not, and those that are listening abroad, dear Lord. We bless you on today. Lord, we thank you, dear Jesus, for just um, continuing to speak to Pastor, dear Lord. Continue to minister to him as he ministers to us, dear Lord. Let us soak it up today, dear Lord. Let us be excited about your word, dear Jesus, and excited, um, just excited about your presence in our lives, Lord. Help us to continue to um, just, just fellowship and soak with you, dear Lord. Um, understanding your word on a different level, dear Lord. Being blessed by your presence. We thank you and we bless you on today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's uh, see if we can get started here. Okay. Okay. Graduation music. Graduation music. Let's see. Y'all know what that is? Huh? Yeah. Alright. Is everybody settled? I'm just kind of waiting on everybody to settle down. I don't know. Dude. Okay. Welcome to Soldiers for Christ Global Community Church. Now I did that, but um, I want to let because um, uh, today I want to announce um, as I did on Friday, but I was going to show the real certificate and pictures and everything, but our pastor Ben was kind of busy on on Saturday uh, very busy so uh, he he packed up the few back boxes as he was moving and so now uh, so but he made me up a a copy of uh, Rashawn Messianic Bible College um, a graduation certificate and the real ones look a lot better than this but this is uh, this is a copy of it so he's gonna make the real one but while we're here, I do want to acknowledge. Oh, you got to read it, Pastor Yeah, I am going to read it. I'm going to read it. And I'm going to acknowledge it because I wanted to thank Vanessa for going through the classes and then uh, also, uh, huh? Yeah, Vana. Guess what I found out? Her real name is Vanessa. 
because right. she didn't want she didn't you can't we can't put Vana on the on the um, uh, associate of arts degree we have to put her real name Quinones. yeah uh, is that right yeah so Vanessa Quinones um, so I'm going to read this Rashawn Messianic Bible College Long Beach California upon the recommendation of ministry and by virtue of the authority vested in the Soldiers for Christ Community Church by the state of California have conferred upon Vanessa Quinones, who has uh, satisfactor satisfactorily uh, pursued uh, the studies, passed exams, and complied with all requirements, therefore is granted the degree, Associate of Arts degree from Hebrew Bible for, uh, in, the, in the title of Hebrew Biblical Theology. Awarded in the state of California on February 26, 2003. But we know it's 2000, huh? 2023, yeah. But we know that it's uh, 2020. But we don't want to get into that, okay? Um, and then I will sign it. Holy Ben Moshe is me, since you'll know who that is when you get it. Because uh, Holy means Sandy, Ben means son, and Moshe because my dad's name is Moses. Okay, and Pastor Ben will also sign it. So that's a skeleton of what it looks like. The real one is has the seal of California and everything, and we'll see it Wednesday night. And because I wanted that, and then Pastor Ben didn't get your pictures that I sent him, because I was going to show pictures of Chris and the kids, and because uh, I really want to thank Chris for uh, being a good husband and um, giving you the time. To, to finish this, because I know you have children and you have a lot of things to do, and you would really need a good husband to finish. <laughs> and she just had a new baby, so. Does she? Ooh, y'all know a lot. <laughs> well, anyway, thank you, uh, Vanna, and we will uh, show you the real certificate, and hopefully Pastor Ben will have the pictures, because. You know, I, I did really want to honor, uh, honor kids. No, I, I don't think you did. Maybe uh, um, I think uh, yesterday we were both kind of busy, but you are more busy than me. <laughs> so praise God. We will do it. We'll show it to you on Wednesday and because he has to do it on the proper paper and make sure that it's done very well. Praise God. Thank you. God bless you. I wish more people wanted to take the class because if you do, you really... Um, give yourself a great education in how to study the Bible. And I think that a lot of Christians have abandoned studying the Bible, even though they will read it, but studying takes a little more time. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's get started today. Today's title is something that the Lord wanted me to talk to you guys about. Um, because, and the Lord says, let them, let them know that um, I'm not blaming you for your behavior in 2020. It was a masterful deception upon Christians. It was masterful. It was probably one of Satan's best deceptions in a long time, okay? So... Uh, the Lord said he's not blaming Christians for their deception in 2020 because a lot of Christians left church in 2020 yeah. and a lot of Christians um, 
um, became mad at some pastors because they were still having church in 2020. There was a pastor in uh, Canada who uh, got arrested. He was driving on the freeway and just left church. And they had, a full, they had people at the church. And on his way home, the police arrested him. And then uh, they said, well, what do you think about uh, uh, your pastor getting arrested? And he says, a guy said, well, uh, he should have followed the law. Good for him. I was like, that's one of his members. <laughs> so I was like, wow, you know. So God wants you to know the deception in 2020 was enormous, okay? And so, uh, uh, but God wants you, it was a, it was a kind of a warning but it was more an, an, an example of what's about to happen, yeah. okay? It was a, 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 a big uh, example of what's about to happen. And for all the people that says, oh, I would never get the mark. <laughs> yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. There was, a, there was not half as much pressure on you in 2020 as there will be when when after the rapture okay so you know not having the job or the fear the fears that were going on was has will not stand close to uh see the guillotine over there you know because that is that's some serious pressure okay so i want you guys to know and understand what happened in 2020 okay and i'm gonna make it as practical as god made it to me okay um the first thing um, that happened, um, April 11th, 1945, and April 11th, 1945, the Jews got released from the Holocaust camps. It was, it was done. Holocaust camps were done, right? And so here you had a group of people that had suffered for six years, and now they had been rescued and April 11th, 1945, the Holocaust was over with. Now you have all of these Jews and they have no homeland. Israel was called Palestine, okay? They have no homeland. They announced on the, on, on the news that uh, one third of every Jew was killed in the Holocaust. So a third, like the third of the Godhead, was also killed on the cross, okay? But on the third day, Jesus resurrected and he was back in the land walking around. And God was trying to show me, like, look, I did the exact same thing. Three days later, the Jews were back on their feet walking in the land of Israel. So even though a third of them died, they, they proved that God could resurrect the nation. This is what uh, Ezekiel chapter 37 is all about. See those dry bones? Can they live again? And God says, watch me, I'm going to resurrect them and put them back in the land in the third day and they're going to be alive just like Jesus was. And so we, um, some of us are, were old enough to, to be a part of that or to see that happen. Um, some of us, we heard about it. Nobody heard about it in church because that wasn't the thing. But it's an event that happened in the world that God was mimicking because it's what God does. He's prophesying and he's showing you the same thing happening over and over again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, God wanted me to tell you about something that happened um, 
1973. Who knows what happened in 1973 in Israel? It's called the Yom Kippur War. Oh, I heard Did that. you guys know about that? Okay, so the Yom Kippur War, after the Yom Kippur War, it was announced that 3,000 soldiers had died. I thought, that's a pretty strange number, and like you can just advertise that exactly 3,000 soldiers died, okay? So, um, when Moses came off the mountain, okay, well, God sent him back. He said, go down there because your people tripping, right? <laughs> So Moses goes down and they built a golden calf and they're worshiping it. OK. And then because of that, when Moses comes down, God punishes them and 3000 end up dying because of the punishment. OK. Moses goes back on the mountain and he comes back down on Yom Kippur and God, God forgives them. So Yom Kippur had a very significant thing for those 3,000. And then when you had the Yom Kippur War in 1973, you also had 3,000. You understand? So God is always trying to show Christians who should be studying because you because the only way God's going to really prove himself to you other than keep doing miracles is that you find out that. He has prophesied something and he made it come true. Yeah. You will know me at when I when this happens. You will know that I am God when this happens. You will know that I am God when this happens. So God is trying to show us, listen, I've been doing everything the exact same patterns so that you will know that I am God. It is a crime to make believing in Jesus a religion. Amen. This has nothing to do with, with what the world calls religion. This is a relationship and the only true relationship that you can have with God. I know they call it Christianity, but the other people called it the way. They just said, after Jesus, they said, they just called it the way. I know you're following the way. What? The way, the truth, and the life yeah. is the only way, you know? And so that's what it was. I think in Antioch, they officially called them Christians and it was a mockery, like, you know, uh, like a, 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 a insult nickname mm -hmm. that they gave to them, calling them little Christ. Yeah. So know and understand you have a, the truth. OK, all the 1947, 1967, all of this stuff is documented in the book of Psalms so that you know that when it happened, that it was God who did it, yeah. okay? So, um, the whole thing of the beginning, and then three days later, or three years later, the event happening has always been God's perspective and has always been God's way of showing you that he is who he says he is. So three days for Christ, because he, he's crucified on the 14th. But we know that the importance of the crucifixion is what? The resurrection. So the victory, the truth of the victory was in the resurrection. But that didn't happen until three days later. You understand? So God is always showing us that he will do things, but it will be three days. So, but Israel's thing happened three years later, okay? Now, 
<clears throat> as I'm studying the book of Psalms, we come to the book of Psalms, and it is called uh, the Psalms of Ascent. These are the Psalms that begin the ascent. The ascent where? Yes, but listen also, this, these psalms came from somewhere. These psalms came from Hezekiah. And Hezekiah was going to die. Oh, that's right. And God said, because, um, uh, go back, he tells Isaiah, Hezekiah was crying. He said, I've been a good king. He says, go back and tell Hezekiah that I'm going to add to his life. He adds 15 more years to his life, which is Semek in the Hebrew, which is the numerical value of 120, which is also the church and the congregation. So we're immediately we're talking about something that's affecting the church and the congregation. OK, so he he he's happy about these 15 years. So he writes psalms. The Holy Spirit impresses upon him to write psalms. And he writes 15 psalms because God says, it says, on the third day, you're going to go up to the temple and be in the presence of the Lord. And so Hezekiah was so happy about this that now it came to the point that every year, on, uh, I think, tabernacles, the, the uh, priests would take these 15 steps as they sing one of the 15 psalms until they got to the Holy of Holies and they were in the presence of God. And God told Hezekiah, it's going to be three in the third day you're going to go up. OK, so it becomes a thing of three again. Now, psalms. 120 becomes the very false first song. It is the song, okay, 120, which is the year 2020. Now, how do we know it's the year 2020? Does anybody know? Why, do, why would we say Psalms 20 is, is the year 120? Be, because the book of Psalms was counting from 1900s every year and prophesying the event that's going to happen in that year in the Psalms. That's why in Psalm 73 is documented the what happened when the 3000 died at Yom Kippur. That's why in 67 is documented what happened in the Six Day War. That's why in Psalms 47, I mean 48, it's the rebirth of the nation of Israel. That's why in Psalms 47 is the gathering of all the nations coming together to make a decision about Israel. You understand? So Psalms was documenting every year. When we got to, to 2017, it divided the Bible saying this is the beginning of something. What is it the beginning of? We found out on Wednesday it was the beginning of the end of the Messianic era. Now we go three years later and we come to 2020, Psalms 120, and it starts off by saying, Hatzilani, or deliver me from lies. Told you they'll do it. Deliver me from lies. 
I'm just turning this down. Okay. Sorry, I didn't remember that. Okay, so deliver me from lies. Psalms, one, Psalms 120 for the year 2020 is saying one thing. God, deliver me from lies. Okay? So now since each psalm has been prophesied, that means whatever's going on in 2020 has to be a big lie and it has to be that and it has to be worldwide because the 120th year brings a worldwide judgment. The 120th year always brings a judgment. You understand? The 120th year always brings a judgment. So in our 120th year, the whole world was under a judgment. God is saying, as Christians, if we're studying the Bible and we're knowing what's going on, we should know that this is a warning from God. No one should be able to, to keep us from going to church in 2020. We should have said, okay, then we'll meet at the park. But we're going to go to church. Some people were meeting in the parking lot. We still want Jesus. Because we, we, we have to know and understand that the whole world was basically underwater. Yeah. You understand? Now here God is and he's telling Noah, in 120 years, you only have 120 years left and judgment's gonna come, okay? Now, there've been three kings. There were three kings in Israel in the Bible. Who are the three kings? Saul, major ones. Saul, David, Solomon. How many years did they each serve? 40 years each. 100, so 40, 40, 40, 120. After Solomon, God kicked him out of the land. Judgment came after what? The 120th year. So, do you think that it was just coincidence that God waited till 1940? Then he said to, to and then he goes, okay, now 2020, time for the judgment. Three sets of 40, and then judgment came. And we were shocked because we don't understand that Psalms is prophesying the events and God just showed us his hand. And here we are in the middle of a worldwide judgment and it pushed us away from God. Now, the songs of the songs of ascent are 15. They are divided. Three Psalms for Genesis three psalms for Exodus, three psalms for Leviticus, three psalms for Numbers, and three for Deuteronomy, okay? The last of the beginning Genesis psalms, 20, 21, and 22, is the last of the psalms of ascent for Genesis. What happened in Exodus that's different from Genesis? They went into exile. They went into Egypt in, in Exodus. You understand? They were in major trouble in Exodus. But in Psalms, uh, the first three Psalms, it's Genesis. 
It's the introduction of God. It's the life. It's the flood. It's the taking away and the rescue. You understand? You're on the third psalm of ascent. This is the end of Genesis. This is why I'm trying to tell you. This is the end of Genesis. Now, someone said, Pastor Sandy, if there's no rapture before the end of 2020, what, what are you going to do then? And I said, I have no idea because we've never had this much evidence ever. We've never had this much evidence. And I said, but you better know and understand something. God's already shown you his hand. Yeah. God's already shown you what he's going to do and how he's going to do it and how he has always operated in this world. Amen. Okay. Um, I'm trying to figure out which one of these the Lord wants me to show. Okay. Let's go to um, the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 34. And we're going to start uh, reading at verse 5. It says, And Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in Moab, as the Lord had said. He buried him in Moab in the valley opposite of Beth Peor. But to, th but to this day, no one knows where his grave is. Moses was 120 years old when he died. Yet his eyes were not weak, nor his strength gone. Uh, the Israelites grieved for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days until the time of weeping and mourning were over. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom. So now Joshua is being told by God, Moses is dead. When did Moses die? How old was he? 120. Okay. So now Joshua, since Moses has died, I need you to take over. And we're going to take the people over into the promised land still. But Moses, the 120 years is over. So that 120 began what? A new era. It was the beginning of a new era when Joshua is now going to be responsible for crossing the people over. Now, if you're going to get technical, Moses represents the law. The law cannot save anyone. Amen. Okay? It can... Before Christ, it could keep you in relationship with God. But after Christ, the law cannot take you in, make you, put you in relationship with God. Only a relationship with Yeshua or this same pronunciation, Joshua or Yeshua, is, the, is going to take them over. So it is Joshua's responsibility or Yeshua's responsibility after the 120 to take the people over to the promised land. Yeah. But it can't happen till when? 
after the 120. You experience the 120. You're at the door of crossing over. Let's go to Joshua chapter 1. I'm like, Lord, <laughs> you know that wimpy voice? If nothing happens, I'm going to look foolish. He says, I don't care. <laughs> As if that, mean, if that means anything, you know? That, what does that mean? If I tell you to do something, I'm telling you to do it. I don't want to hear how you might feel if, Anyways, after that, repentance. <laughs> so we're in Joshua chapter uh, 1, and we're starting at verse 6. It says, be strong and courageous, because you will leave the people uh, to, the inher- uh, to inherit the land I swore to your forefathers to give them. Be strong and very create, uh, uh, courageous. Be Careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn um, from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. There's a whole big message right in there. Okay? It says, do not let the book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, that you may be careful to do everything in it. You hear that? I'm asking God, can I stop? But he said no. There's a message in that. Okay? Then you will be prosperous and successful. I, he says, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be terrified. Do not uh, be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with, uh, with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your supplies ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go and take possession of the land your God is giving you for your own. So it didn't happen on the day. God says three days. You understand? God says, three days we're going to get this done. Okay? The whole camp of Israel crossed over. And then after they crossed over, he told the priests to go back into the water to make and, 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 and gather 12 stones. Because he wants you to know after they crossed over. Now, they had already crossed over. But now I want you to go back and get 12 stones. Why do you want to get 12 stones? To let them know, even though Joshua has crossed the people over, I'm never going to forget about Israel. So go back and get 12 stones and put them as a memorial that I will never go back on my promise and I will remember Israel. So they go back to let you know that because we cross over, because of the rapture, God has not forgotten about Israel. The ultimate thing of this is what? To come back with Christ and to rescue Israel, right? Okay, so he says, on the third day, this event is going to happen. 
Hallelujah. Let's see. It says um, in verse 13, remember the commandments that Moses, the servant of God, gave you. The Lord your God is giving you rest. That's Noah, right? I'm giving you rest and has granted you this land. Now, if you read it in Hebrew, it'll say the Lord your God is giving you Noah. Noah, what does Noah have to do with this? Because a crossing over, you know, of the water is about to happen. A rescue is about to happen. Okay. Moses brought you through the water. Noah brought you over the water, but it's all the same. I'm trying to tell you that this is all about a rescue. Here we go. Let's um, go over to. Okay, I'm in chapter three. And I'm in verse 17. I'm sorry, I'm I'm going to be in verse 16. It says the waters from upstream stopped flowing. Now, the waters were flowing downstream. Now, listen. The it was the, 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 the Jordan was full. It was the water was flowing and streaming down. And I'm like, the Jordan is all is not always in that situation. Why would the Jordan be full of water and, and water just flowing down? What season are they coming out of? They're coming out of winter. And the mountains are melting. And the water's flowing down. And the Jordan's getting full. It happens every year. But now, here here we are in the spring, and the waters are flowing down through the Jordan. Then it says, uh, let's go to verse 17. The priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan, while all the Israelites passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on, the, uh, on dry ground. So there was a division of the water, and they crossed through. The same as Moses, right? But listen, until the 120 years come, there can be no crossing. Amen. You had your 120 years. But immediately after the 120 years started the setup of the deliverance and the crossing. And it's in the spring. And everything that we've gone through since 2020, God has been trying to warn the church of the days and the times we're living in. And so the part that I read that I asked God, can I speak to this? Because he was talking about following the word of God, having it be completely full in your whole heart. There is a prayer in Hebrew that God tells that they pray, uh, asking God to, to give them a heart to submerge themselves in the word of God. The word in Hebrew is lasok, which means to completely submerge myself in you. Give me that desire. 
Now, the Jews believed in keeping the law. They believed in keeping the law because they understood that the law was commandments. Only Christians read the Bible and think that the Bible is good suggestions. <laughs> but you don't have to do it. But here's a good suggestion. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added to you. What a suggestion. Thanks, God. And so we've missed out on so many commandments because of this new thing that has been introduced to us called religion. And. And God said, I'm not going to be able to break you of this. I thought that if we studied the word and if we put it out there, it would break people from this religious spirit, from going to church and being you when you leave church and doing you when you leave church. But knowledge has never changed a person's heart. That's true. You can know, but if you don't have a heart to change, you're not going to. Miracles have never changed a man's heart. God can do some wonderful things for you. Get you out of jail, give you a job, a new place and everything. And you can get that new place and start fornicating and, and doing whatever you want because miracles won't change you. you someone giving you knowledge won't change you. You can get in the word of God and read until that you get all that filthiness flushed out of you. But that will not change you. You understand? You, you need to ask God to give me a heart to know you. Give me a heart to change. And then you've got to do what God told um, uh, Cain. Sin is at your door and it desires to control you. But you, Cain, yes. must master it. Yes. You must overcome it. You must master it. You understand? So the scriptures, even though we've received the Holy Spirit, does not tell us that don't worry, the Holy Spirit is going to fight all your battles. Because God says, now that you have the Holy Spirit, Walk in the Holy Spirit, live by the Holy Spirit. And how do you do that? By obeying what the Holy Spirit is telling you and leading you to do. You cannot put your fingers in your ear while the Holy Spirit is talking to you. Why can't I'm not going to say you can't. You, you can't. You can. Because if that's your desire to do what you want to do, you're going to do what you want to do. And so my prayer is that God gives you a heart to know him. We're ignoring everything. Everything God gives us, we, we continually ignore God. And God will expose it and he will show it and we will still. We saw T.D. Jake sit right in front of Oprah and say, so do you think that Jesus is the only way? Well, I think, T.D. Jakes, I think there are many ways to God um, because there are, are many different types of people in the world. What kind of pastor says that? We saw that 
And did anybody leave that church? Did anybody say, man, I got to stay away from that? So we're a type of people like if you make someone famous, we're going to follow them. We don't we don't really care. We just we're just following whatever the trend or who's famous is. That's what we're doing. So my desire is that you study the word of God and then that you study prophecy so that you too can see what's going on so that you can say, look, we're right at the door. We need to check some things. So three days later, what happened? They cross over the whole. Everyone crosses over. It doesn't even say that it was Nissan yet. A matter of fact, if you read further, you'll see that they're already on the other side during Passover. They celebrated Passover on the other side. Which means that this is Adar. And, and, and if Nissan is March 1st, then that means before March 1st or before Nissan came, they were already on the other side. They sent the, the, the 12 back to get the stones and they pulled them out on the 10th day. But the whole company had already sat passed over. So God is like, you're right in the middle of this. OK, now watch this. God says, uh, you need to go and look at the constellations. Because if you look in the constellations for the month of Adar, you'll see it's telling you exactly what's about to happen. So I look in the month of, in the month of Adar, and what do I see? It's a, it's a star constellation, but it's the woman, and the woman is in chains. And what's swimming around her? Fish. Because what month is it? It's the month of Dagim, which it means, we, you call it Pisces, God calls it the fish month, right? While she's sitting in the chair in chains, there are fish swimming around her in your star constellation. God put this in the sky on the fourth day, which means he already had plans for it. But all the fish have ropes tied to their, to their fins. Then right before the end of Nisan, I mean of Adar, you see the lamb reach out his hand and touch the rope. And the name of his hand is called loosening the binds. <laughs> the next thing you see is the woman in heaven with a crown on her head with no chains on and the fish have disappeared. That means somebody cut the cord. This all happens in this month of Adar, which you're in. That's too deep for somebody to understand. So they're like, you're getting too deep. This is like, you're talking star constellations. And... The glorious month is Adar. The time is spring. Look, let's go to John chapter 2. The Gospel of John. You guys, we're on the third Psalm of Ascent. 2020 is gone. 
2021 is gone and 2022 in the spring is almost gone. And the church is almost gone. And I'm trying to let you know there is an existence outside of you as real as you feel that you are. Because I know if, if you know, you wake up every morning, this is your reality. My body, my flesh, I, my, my car, my house, this is my reality. God says, no, it's not. It's not your reality. It has never been your reality. It's the place where you live, and I have something more for you. Behold, I go and prepare a place for you that you may be where I am. So God has already prepared a place for you to go because he knows that no one has survived this realm. Billions of people have died in this realm. So he has to have something better. And he's trying to show you, look at me, set this up. OK, why is Russia, Persia and Turkey all best friends now? Because Ezekiel said so. Why is Israel going to help Ukraine in the war? And now Turkey's really, I mean, uh, Russia's really mad at Israel. Now they're agreeing to help Ukraine. Do you see what's boiling here? But we're not, but it, if you keep your mind that this is your reality and this is your religion, you're going to miss the excitement of what's really about to happen. Because there's joy ahead of us. In, um, John chapter two, uh, it says on the third day, there was a wedding uh, that took place in Cana of Galilee. Jesus mother was there, Jesus and his disciples and also had been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus mother said to him, they have no more wine. God is amazing. Dear woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, my time has not yet come. His mother said, do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water pots, which means these are ceremonial pots because a, baby's about, a baby has been born. They filled the pots, 120, 180. 120 is the church, 180 is what? To leave, no siah in Hebrew. It means to travel without, but not by foot. There's a reason why he says um, 30 gallons and 20 gallons. He said the church is leaving, but not by foot. But if you don't understand scripture, this will bypass you. You won't know. Are you in this for your breakthrough? in this world or are you in this for the kingdom kingdom because if this is all about your breakthrough i'm talking to the wrong people if this is all about serving the god that makes your your dreams come true and you can name it and claim it i'm talking to the wrong people but if you came into this because someone said in my father's house are many mansions and I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And you've read Colossians that tells you, do not have your mind be here and do not let your heart be here, but let your mind and your heart be what? On heavenly things. If your mind and your heart is on heavenly things, 
then I'm talking about to the right people. I don't want to join anybody's religion. From the day I got saved, from the day I got saved, I knew, okay, this is real. Okay? I knew. You cannot distort truth. You know that what you're involved in is real. Most of us, because we've had not just a born again experience, but some of us have had real life experiences that you knew Jesus stepped in and did something. And so therefore, since you've had an experience with God, you can't, your mind can't be changed. Once you, somebody says, that water is wet and you've never been in water. If you jump in and you get, and you get wet, your afro shrink, <laughs> you know what? Water, water is wet. You know. Someone tried to tell me when I got baptized. Oh, well, you know, tongues isn't from God. That stuff is past. That's what someone tried to tell me while I was in college. When I got baptized, I came up speaking in tongues. And nobody even told, told me what tongues was. Wow. I'm sitting there speaking in tongues in the middle of the water, and they're just giving me time. Step back. I hear them. Step back. Just let him talk. The Lord's dealing with me. And I'm crying and blah, 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 and yabba dabba do and shakuna makata, and I'm just, blah, 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 just going, going, going. And then I get to college and someone tells me, speaking in tongues is not real. I say, I'm sorry, but I already jumped in the water. I've already had an experience with God. You can't tell me what's not real. God is trying to tell you, look, I've already made 1947 happen. I made every nation in the world meet and decide to give the nations back, to give the nation back to Israel. I did that. You should know now that I'm real. I brought Israel back in 1948. I did that. I made Trump say Jerusalem belongs to the Jews in the 50th year after 1967. I did that. I made 10 uh, 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 of Hitler's uh, best men get hung right after Hitler died, and I put it in the book of Esther. I did that. So after knowing all this and knowing that the Psalms of ascending up, the Psalms of ascending up and the one for this year doesn't say the ascending. It says to ascend. It means, it means this is the year that is going to become an active verb. And if you can't believe all the evidence because you're so involved in you and you're so involved in religion, he says, you, you've missed it. This is not about you. This is about Christ and keeping his promise. He promised Jesus, uh, Mary, that Jesus is going to be king of the whole world forever. That's a big promise. That's got to happen. You're a part of that promise. Because you're going to reign and rule with Christ. But if we don't believe this, then we might as well be Buddhists. 
We might as well be Islam. We might as well just follow any religion. Because they all, you know, have some type of worldly discipline. But I don't want to follow something that is a fairy tale and a myth. I want to follow something that has proven itself to me that it's real. And if God is real to you, get ready. Because God says, look, you missed 2020. You that should have drove you to me. You missed it. Most of you, because of the deception, it pushed you away. But you had just entered into the last of the three years of the church existence. You had just entered into that. And deception was pushing Christians out of it. But now's your opportunity. You say, because you got some Christians that are like, wow, you know. <laughs> the pastor gets arrested, good for him. I was like, oh, my goodness, this is some serious deception going on. Okay? But now look, we're there. Now it's time to say, Lord, I knew you was real all along. <laughs> You can be like Israel. Yeah, you, ain't got, you ain't have to act like it. You can just say it now. Because <laughs> when Jesus comes back, they're going to say, you've been our king the whole time. You're awesome. Yeah. Say, Lord, I'm following you. Till you call me out, I'm following you. Because everything that you've already shown me and you've shown the world, I'm going to follow you. And this is what I want from the body of Christ. I want you to abandon celebrity Christianity. I want you to abandon it. I want you to say no thanks. I don't care how much you've made them famous. They've done some things that, that disqualify them. Yes. How many of you would still follow me if I, was, if I went to a gay parade? Whoa. And I was there with a sign saying, God loves us all. How many of you? What if I just went to a, a, a Lady Gaga concert to support financially the, the, the homosexual agenda? So you know. the, we, we, how many of you still go to church here? None of their members left. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> huh? So you want <laughs> <laughs> so something's wrong with you, or they're not following Jesus, they're following the celebrity. Yeah. Let's get back to God. Praise God. Don't turn it off. Did you turn it off? Uh, no, go ahead. Okay, watch this. No. Look, I just wanted to show this. From Renee Winslow. She sent this card. Okay. She sent this card. And this is her daughter. She, did, she drew a big picture of Jesus. And that's her. See the glasses? The glasses she have um, on top of the glasses says the bride. So she got Jesus there. She's the bride. And you can't, you can't see it from there, but... The mother, uh, uh, Renee, is behind her holding up the picture because you can see her hands. <laughs> but <it's laughs> so she, she wanted to have a, a bridal party. And so Renee Winslow sent me that. And I forgot to show it on Wednesday. And I was like, this is, I was just sitting there this morning just laughing, going, this is awesome. <laughs> Now, to do something like that, you got to really believe Jesus. Yeah. 
That's a big picture. <laughs> big picture. <laughs> Amen. All right, let's go. Who's praying me? Who's, who's coming up now? 